I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor with Next Move Group. Before we begin today's podcast, if you've been enjoying our podcast series, Please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That'll sure help us out. We'd appreciate it a whole lot. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. Back by popular demand, we're doing our college football preview. You know, we talk about all this economic development uh, serious stuff, yet by far our most downloaded episode is the college football preview. So we do it a little different this year. Typically, we interview a few people on their own, but this year we got 11 or 12 of us in a Zoom room so we can all argue amongst one another. So I'm not sure exactly how this is going to go, but it's going to go one way or the other. So uh, we've got Merv Waldrop with us, representing the defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. Alex Metzger's here, representing Kentucky. I can't wait to ask him what he thinks of his coach making his football coach. John Calipari's done offended the football team. I don't know if y'all heard that. Daniel Webb from Tennessee, Kenneth Baggett from Florida State, and our defending bragging rights champion. Some of you know we have a football picking contest, and a lot of economic developers are in it, and Kenneth won it last year. Came from 20 behind, total luck. One, you know, if Kansas City had to beat the Bengals, and we all know that was a once in a 100, then he wouldn't be sitting there. Uh, Chris Bontrager from Auburn. My brother, Craig Chancellor from Alabama. So a lot of you say, what's it like to have a brother that's a roll tighter? It ain't easy. So we'll get into that in a minute. So Merv, I was kind of happy y'all beat him. I thought Auburn was going to beat him, and then uh, Alabama came back. Then we've got Kay Brockwell from Arkansas, Shane Hooper from Ole Miss, Greg Martinet from Missouri, Dennis Jarvis from Appalachian State, who plays North Carolina Saturday. That's good, or Friday, whatever it is. That's going to be a good game. And then Tim Weston's kind of representing Vanderbilt, though they look good Saturday, so he's a little happier. But he's going to kind of do Mississippi State with me when we get down and uh, so not last but not least will be mississippi state since tim's since tim's bringing up the caboose here we'll do mississippi state last so let's start with Merv waldrop he is from waynesboro georgia which is easy for me to remember because i'm from yeah. waynesboro mississippi so i watched the tornadoes just go from one waynesboro to the next uh merv when i'm looking exactly. at the tv tell us what was it like to sit there and watch georgia beat alabama to win the national title well, greetings, y'all, from Waynesboro, Georgia, bird dog capital of the world. 
um, sitting in Indianapolis. I, one, it was so cold that day, tailgating out in the parking lot, but we were glad to get in and we kept waiting for something bad to happen. And if I, when Keely Ringo snagged that ball, we knew it, that it was collective uh, sigh of relief that we knew that we, we had it at that point. But up until then, nobody felt comfortable. We knew well, something was going to happen. Are y'all going to be any good this year? You're going to have a typical oh. letdown like Mississippi State baseball did after we won, and then we just we just drunk all summer and didn't, didn't play any ball. We have been drunk all year, but um, I, we'll be okay. I don't know that we're going to be repeating. I don't uh, – we got a tough stretch of games. We Once we, we play Florida and Jacksonville, then we got Tennessee, then got to go on the road to the state and Kentucky. Uh, that's that tough stretch in November with uh, if we've got any injuries, it'd be hard to get out of there without one loss. Do y'all play Alabama the regular season this year? No, not until uh, not until December. Yeah, well, Mississippi <laughs> State, they yeah. have they have they're making Mississippi State play Alabama and Georgia. Now you tell me how they pull that out of the hat. Yeah, somebody yeah. knows somebody in Birmingham and it's not anybody in Starkville. I think you're putting the cart before the horse saying that they'll be playing on championship Saturday. There's a few teams over in the East that like Arkansas, uh, Missouri, Kentucky, and the resurgent Gators and Billy Napier. I, I think there's a lot of things that stand in the way before those boys start running down the road from Athens, Georgia, uh, to uh, the big Mercedes Dome. I, I wouldn't be counting my chickens yet there. Yeah. Are you? you think well, Florida's going to well, be well, good? Well, I'll tell you what, real Kentucky's quick. I ain't never listened to anything. Yeah. I ain't never listened to anything Dennis Jarvis says about the SEC because I have never seen anybody more anti-SEC in my life yeah. than the stuff he posts on social media. Yes, so you have Kenneth Baggett. Kenneth Baggett's just as anti-SEC, and we'll see. I, I remember going – I've been to one App State game in my life, and it was the week they got ranked in the top 25. They came to, to Statesboro. I went down to that game thinking, well, it'll be a fun time even if they get beat. And then – Lo and behold, Georgia Southern upsets and uh, sure knocks them. They're yeah. one week in the top 25. Yeah, we violated about eight uh, eight FCC rules when uh, our uh, our running back went down and they ran a kickoff back, and I saw him say uh, seven yeah. deadly words that weren't even fit yes. for me to say on this podcast. Yes, sir, that was an unfortunate night. It was a night it rained in Statesboro, too. It was That's really right. Crappy. It was crappy. And, it was. Uh, and a lot – there was uh, – Good, like uh, WCF going on down on the field. There were about six or seven fights out there, and, and oh, and then that, and then in the stands there were about twenty more. Well, here's what I have to say about Merv. He goes to ever Georgia game. Do you literally go to every one, or is that an exact? I know you go to every big one. Uh, no, I've, I've been the last few years. I've been to every game. I've gotten discussion today at lunch. I missed my buddy's wedding because he was saying, you know. And uh, some my good friends didn't even go to my wedding there, so we shouldn't have scheduled it on the uh, on a home game week. Actually, right. been, last That's few right. years I've been going to every game. Uh, well, if you ever want to go, if you ever want to go watch Georgia, Merv is a great host and he's always yeah. got a good crew with him. They came to the yeah. Sugar Bowl a few years ago and we had a big time. And, oh, uh, we did. Yeah, y'all won that game, didn't you? Yeah, we ended up beating Baylor, and then I went yeah. out drinking with the Baptists that night on Bourbon Street. Well, the Baptists yeah. don't drink a lot, so uh, not on, yeah. not in Texas, but in New Orleans, it's a little different. 
And before we move on, I'm sure we'll come back to Merv when we talk Auburn and Alabama here in a minute. But but one thing you should know about Merv, he hosts a golf tournament called the Masters at Merv. So he's in the county adjacent to Augusta. And every year during the Masters, Merv hosts his own tournament. He cuts a course out in his pasture and lawn. Uh, with his lawnmower and it has hazards and everything and people come from miles around to play in the masters at merv and it's been featured in the wall street journal so you can google this this is a real day and he gives you a green jacket if you win that's correct alex ought to go there yeah we have been there before so we went to the the real masters with merv but we didn't know Mm -hmm. he had the tournament you know he got to tell us how to get his faith stay on through the weekend and play we're going to have to do that. Tournament. We're going to have to do that one day. So let's move to the Kentucky Wildcats. My business partner, Alex Metzger, who, you know, Mississippi State dominated Kentucky last year. Kentucky had a decent <laughs> season, but they lost to Mississippi State. So that is one interesting point, as good as their season was. And I don't know if you know it or not, but here a week or two ago, Coach Calipari, the basketball coach, got out at a tournament press conference and said he was mad that the football team was getting all the money that Kentucky was a basketball school and he needed the money to build a practice facility. That's how come he keeps losing to St. Peter's and all these little teams in the tournament. He don't have a good enough practice facility and the football coach came out and attacked him. So there, there's some trouble up there in the, in the bluegrass land. So Alex, why don't you tell us your take on that? There is zero trouble up in the bluegrass land. I don't know what you're talking about. Calipari was exactly right. We are a basketball school, and we do need a new practice facility. But that has nothing to do with us going to Atlanta to play in the SEC championship this year. And uh, SEC championship. We are. There's zero doubt we're going to beat Georgia. But the road game October 1st at Mississippi and at Florida gives me a little bit of pause. Florida's uh, not any good. You don't know. Florida's not any good. You don't have to worry I, about it's, that. It's still a tough place for Kentucky to play. But, no, if we if we come in with the game on the line at Georgia, as Merv just mentioned, their long schedule coming in and in November in a chilly day into the Commonwealth, that, that game we have circled and we will be ready for it and we will get the W. You, what you know, makes you possibly think you could beat Georgia? The quarterback. Yeah, we got – I mean, everybody, even Bandy, has a Heisman quarterback right now, but we got yeah. Will Levis. Uh, we got the little uh, Travion from Virginia Tech to come be our new Wandale Robinson at wide receiver. And quite frankly, we have the best coach in the SEC East. Best coach? Oh, in the East. In the SEC yeah. East. Yeah. Well, you might have, yeah. you know, you might, you actually might. No, oh my God, Kirby Smart. Best coach no, in the SEC. I'd take yeah. Stoops over Kirby Smart anytime. And mm-hmm. as for Mississippi State and that nonsense, you all have not come into Lexington and won in over 10 years, have you? Well, have we had a third year starting quarterback with Mike Leach? Uh, if you start, I don't think we got you had no hope whatsoever. Last year, we threw for like 500 yards. You tell me what you are going to hurt our business if you start talking publicly about Mike Leach and any sort of fondness. Uh, what do you mean? The man that is third, he'll go 10 and two this year. He's his third. He's got to start. Well, we're going to do the state later, but anyway, we'll preview. We got a starting quarterback for a third year in a row. Leach always wins when he has that because his, when- his boys have to learn to see the field. Okay. Now, the uh, problem is make, we play Alabama and Georgia. That's the problem. You, I mean, you we got bad about your 10 and 2 proclamation. We got very unlucky. No, we might you go 9 and 3 because I forgot. The 10 and 2 for Mississippi State. I forgot well, we played Alabama Alex, and Georgia. Well, you know, Alex was correct in one thing. Florida and uh, Kentucky have this rivaled, heated relationship. And there's only been one time in the last 20 years, I think, that UK has won in Gainesville at the swamp. But there's a new day breeding in Gainesville, uh, a new day launching, and Billy Napier is not going to take too kindly to uh, losing to an upstart from Lexington. 
because they're blue blood of the SEC if there is such a thing. So, Alex had it right when he said Kentucky was a basketball school. Let's just stop right there. That's exactly that, that's right. It. That, Alex, Kentucky's a basketball school. Let's not spend too much time talking about their football. Their mid-level Division One football program. Coach Calipari had it right. I can't wait when we get to Arkansas to ask Kay Brockwell what she thinks of John Calipari, but we'll save that one. Kay, you'll be thinking on that question. We'll save that for a minute. Let's go to uh, Daniel Webb, if he can hear us, because he's driving down the road, so I want to make sure that we get him in while he's got cell phone service. Uh, University of Tennessee, Daniel gets excited every year, and, you know, they look better last year. So, Daniel, do you think this is the year for him to be back? I don't know. I think our offense is going to be strong like they were last year, but our defense is uh, kind of where the questions still lie for Tennessee. In my opinion, if you know, the coaches and staff seem to be saying we've, we're taking the right steps on defense and are finally getting some depth, and if that's the case, uh -oh, you know, I think we can have an above average year. But if, what's that? You, you, broke up, you broke up on us a little bit. Keep going. I think it's catching up. So do, are, do you believe in this, Coach? Because I know you believed yeah. in the last two, the first year or so, and then you turned on them. Uh, I'm gun-shy at this point to, uh, to commit. I like what Heifel's done. He's doing saying all the right stuff so far. So I uh, like what I see, but, but uh, I've been burned too many times to, to sit there and go all in on any coach. I think you might have a good right coach. So taking the wait and see approach. I th Kenneth, yeah. what do you think? No, I, Tennessee I think got a good coach. Kenneth, do you think Tennessee's got a good coach? I think what he's doing with Hooker is is really good. However, I can't figure out how they had to wait to gain four to start him last year. It's pretty evident from the time he went in. So that kind of that that leaves. He's a doubt to me that he don't even know his players when that guy's not your starting So, he don't have enough sense to know who to put in the game. That's what it sounded like. They probably wins two more games if he starts him. Hey, Chad, I, I want to throw a name out to you. Marshall Williams Manning. That's probably the future of Tennessee. He's 11 years old. <laughs> probably not going to happen until he gets to about 19 or 20. So, y'all, you got another 10 years of Tennessee just talking about being good and not, not being good. Marshall oh. Williams Manning, 11-year-old <laughs> son of Peyton. I don't know if I can wait that long. I hope it's not that long. So, um, this, the last decade has been uh, pretty miserable being a Tennessee fan. So, but Daniel, are you, are, are, you still Go going all, are you still going to all the games? I know you got disenchanted with them there and, and wasn't going anymore. Yep, yep. I didn't go last year and uh, – you know, we'll see this year. My, my son's now older, or my oldest son is old enough where he's begging to go. So we'll probably make it up to a game or two around his. Yeah. Well, Daniel, yeah, be patient. Uh, but, you know, Tennessee, I feel years like goes by uh, like nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. They, yeah. uh, but no, I mean, my opinion of Tennessee this year, I feel like our floor, we're at six and six, and uh, ceiling's probably nine and three is best case. And I feel like we're going to be about an eight and four team. Uh, obviously going to lose to Alabama and Georgia. We always lose to Florida, but we need to beat Florida this year. If we're ever going to beat them, I better do it this year. Uh, so that's a must-win game. And really, usually where our season goes one direction or the other is after the Florida game. So uh, we'll see. But, the you know, the to me, the toss-up games this year are Florida, LSU, and uh, I have one more, but I don't have the schedule in front of me. But the back half of the schedule is pretty light, as usual. Uh, you know, you got – 
uh, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, those guys in the back end. Don't really worry about them. I think Kentucky's beat Tennessee twice in my entire lifetime. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Well, will you admit now, 20 years later, when I was with you and told you you shouldn't have fired Philip Fulmer that I was right? No. Daniel, you haven't won a game since you fired him. I don't care. I don't care. He, he got complacent, and when he gets some new blood in there, our, our administration just did a terrible job of replacing him. So. Philip Fulmer had been to the SEC title the year before, y'all, and Tennessee fired him. Yeah. And, and he, backed little... in, he backed into it and blew the game against <laughs> LSU in that SEC championship game that you're referring to. So Now, I will I'm... say he was not a stellar AD, so you probably fired him out of that one for good cause, but I'm not sure you should have fired him as a football it's hard to get fired twice and uh, from one university, but he managed to do it. So, all right. Well, we will move now. Hey, to Chad. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, Chad. So Tim Weston wanted to give him credit for the fact that a Manning kid might be coming up, but I want to point out that Manning never took him to the promised land. T Martin took him to the promised land. And as far as I know, T Martin doesn't have any sons. So I don't see the promised land coming anytime soon. That's right. And didn't the other Manning go to uh, Texas? Didn't the other Arch Manning? Didn't he go to Texas? Yep. He didn't go to Tennessee. Arch is going to Texas. Yeah, he's, Arch went to he, Texas but, because Peyton was mad because Lane Kiffin left Tennessee and kind of spiked that Ole Miss. Him going to Ole Miss because of the Kiffin rivalry. Well, but you know what they say that Tennessee flag used to have four stars and they sent them Davy Crockett. So I don't think the same's being said about uh, this Manning protege. At best. He ends up back at Old Miss or Tennessee in a, a, a transfer portal in two years. Wait and see. Well, I, I, I'm telling t- Tennessee and Kentucky both. Florida's not any good, so you ought to beat them. I don't know why y'all think Florida. Florida's going to lose to Utah Saturday night. I don't know why y'all think Florida's good. Oh, Utah's I mean, if you're, Utah's if you're stuff. a Manning guy, if you're a Manning guy, so why wouldn't you go to the East where it's a little easier? Because now he's going to be in the SEC West and potentially have difficulty with everybody. That's right, because Texas would be. That's right. I mean, that's not very smart. So whoever advised him, he should have had him go to, like, Florida. That would have been a great spot for Manning would be in Florida. He would be an all-star everything. Yeah, you're going to have to play Texas A&M, Alabama, Auburn, uh, uh, Arkansas. No. He wins one one big game a year. That's Georgia. All right, well, let's move on to Florida State, who has been terrible ever since they fired Bobby Bowden. One of these days, and of course he's dead now, but one of these days y'all will learn not to fire these legendary coaches. Uh, Florida State, well, you had Jimbo, and he won a national title. Then you fired him. Uh, uh, well, did you fire him, or did he went to Texas A&M on his own? I think it was a little bit of both. So Kenneth and I will be going to the LSU-Florida State game Sunday night in the Superdome, and uh, we'll see just how good LSU or Florida State is come Sunday night. So, Kenneth, give us a little Florida State preview. Before, I only got on this podcast to brag about winning the 2021 Bragging Rights Football Championship. It's a contest that me and Chad started in 1997, and not only did I win, I beat Chad's record for most points in a bowl season, I beat Chad because we changed the rules. 20 straight bonus wins. And then that, Chad set the record for being the first person ever cut in four weeks as he fell behind 30 points after four weeks with his bad picking. Because so when only, I get behind, I don't just sit there. I try to go win. So that's the only reason why I'm on the podcast. But since I'm here, let's talk about the 1-0 and Florida State Seminoles. And we're going to brag on that because that's the first time we've been 1-0 since 2016. But um, 
we got Mike Norvell. This is a make it or break it year for him to see. Even uh, I don't think they fire him, but he needs to win seven or eight games or he's going to be just a, a lame duck coach. And he's got a pretty hard schedule this year. So uh, he's, he's, a, he's a really good evaluator of talent, but he's not uh, – he's had some bad luck no fault of his own in getting here. So, uh, me personally, I think we're six and six, but. Six and six? That's, that's all I can see. In the, the sorry ACC? That's, they're not sorry. That's you get to play Duke. I mean, uh, six and six, Georgia Tech, six and six. Well, listen, the surely, ACC. Surely you'll fire him if he's six and six. I don't think so because they still pay him for Willie. So, and you think – you can't beat Miami. Miami's good this year, right? We beat last year. Yeah, but you can't beat them this year. Uh, isn't Miami good this year? They got Tyler Van Dyke back, but they lost a lot of receivers. Uh, we played Louisville. It's got uh, Cunningham coming back. He's a good quarterback. NC State, y'all hear me on this. NC State, don't be surprised if they're not 11-1. 11-1? They've got a quarterback named Devin O'Leary. A good line. The only thing is they go to Clemson. Once you got Clemson coming back, if they can get a quarterback play, they can be tough. I heard Clemson's not as good. Is that true? They said that their only losses last year was to NC State and Georgia, both by seven points, and Pittsburgh. They went ten and three, and bringing back most of the team. So I think they rebound this year. Don't be surprised if they're not in the playoffs. Well, if you go six and six, I think you're making a coaching change. I, I can't I imagine Florida State tolerating six and six uh, in a, in a, as weak as the ACC is. Well, he's the good news is he is definitely the offensive coordinator. Has he's he's the offensive line coach as well, and he's went out. We've got about twenty linemen, so I think he's turned the corner on building it the right way. We got a bunch of good young linemen coming up, so he's just had to go the tra- to show you how sorry Willie and Jimbo left it. We lost 23 transfers this year. 23 people left the program, and only five of them is playing in Division One football. The rest of them had to go somewhere else. That shows you the talent level that we had. Well, the, the big question, you play LSU Sunday night in New Orleans. The whole country's going right. to be watching. Every time the whole country watches, you lose. You haven't won a national televised game in years. Uh, can you beat LSU Sunday night? I was going to have Deanna LaFon on here to, to, as our LSU fan, but she had a meeting come up. So can Florida State beat LSU Sunday night? I think that's the, that's, that's the question is can we? I, well, I'm I like asking the, you. Their defensive line is going to be trouble for our offensive line. Kenneth, so it's not say, a very entertaining podcast if you don't give a damn opinion. So on you're, you're saying no, that you can't. I, I don't think we can. I don't think we can. I, but you, you well, he said they were six and six, so there's no way they can beat LSU if they're six that's and six. Right. Well, I'm not proud. Let's be honest, real quick. LSU is the only team in the SEC that would go hire a carpetbagger to be a head coach that doesn't know a daggum thing about South. Louis. He doesn't know the difference between South Alabama or South Indiana. So you hadn't heard his Baton Rouge accent? Oh, I heard his accent. And it's about like me speaking Mandarin in the middle of Taipei. <laughs> it just don't work. So I agree uh, and, 100%. And the only way that Florida State is ever any good is when they hire a boy from West Virginia, i.e. Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Bowden. So well, that's true. Bobby, to- came from, Bobby came from West Virginia. Hire Rich Rodriguez and you win a national championship in three years. Hey, his so. team looked good Saturday. 
They do. All right, well, let's move on to Alabama and Auburn then. Let's start with Auburn. Chris Bontrager with Retail Strategy. So, Chris, y'all had Alabama beat last year. Have you got over that game yet? Uh, No, honestly, I hadn't. I've been trying to put it out of my mind. But I would like to – I'd like to point out, since I get to follow Kenneth, um, I'm still I'm still saying I need an award for being um, being in first place the most weeks in bragging rights, while also getting cut in the same season for not uh, for not <laughs> for not having <laughs> enough points to continue going. I think there should be a trophy for that. It's like the golfer who leaves the first round of the U.S. Open and gets cut the next day. That's exactly right. That, I'm more worried about that than the uh, the results of the Iron Bowl. Well, is Auburn going to be any good this year? I honestly hadn't found you. Know, Auburn, you never know with Auburn. They're either national title contender or three or nine. I mean, which way are y'all going to be this year? Oh, God, your guess is as good as mine. I think it's I think it's a toss-up. Every year we have high expectations, and then uh, every year we, uh, we end up uh, failing to meet those expectations. But – We'll see. I think there's there's a lot of upside this year. Um, if they can figure out the quarterback situation, that quite frankly, that's kind of scary. Um, you know, TJ Finley was just named the starter, and uh, based off of any of his previous performance, that's scary. Especially if you're an LSU fan, you know uh, you know what you're looking at. Um, so the quarterback situation scary. The uh, the most uh, mo- the thing I'm most interested in looking at this year is the offensive line. We've had a terrible offensive line pretty much the past decade. And so and this year we're returning the entire line. We've got some veterans. Uh, we'll see if they figured out how to uh, actually block this year. So if the offensive line is somewhat solid, we'll have a good running game. Um, so we'll see. I think we're anywhere, but we probably, I think conservatively, maybe say eight and four. I mean, it depends on how, how much luck we get when we get into murderers row in october but uh you know luck usually strikes at least once for us each season so we'll see are, are you on board with this coach auburn turns on a coach quicker than any team i ever seen are, are you on board with me they fired uh, what was the guy that won the t- championship uh they fired him two years later gene chizzy oh, yeah. yeah yeah are you on board with this guy or is it yet to be determined well, I think it's yet to be determined. I would like to point out, uh, going back to that carpetbagger comment, I think Idaho to the SEC is a lot farther away than Indiana to the SEC. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think one of these was around when the uh, when the War of Northern Regression occurred. So one of these may <laughs> not have been around. So. <laughs> Well, let, let, let's follow Auburn up with Alabama. My brother Craig Chancellor's on here. He's the biggest Alabama fan I know. And, of course, Alabama's oh, always – they're always good, Craig, but who can challenge them this year? I mean, other than Georgia and the SEC championship. Well, the only thing about Georgia that I see for them, they had a lot of guys that were uh, like five-year seniors, and I think that they, they lost a lot of those guys. So um, – I may be up with your partner there. Kentucky may play them tough. I don't know if they'll beat them, but um, I think that might be a run for them. And, of course, Napier, I think, is a couple years away from Florida, so I'm not not sure exactly where the pressure is going to come from there. Uh, Pressure is probably going to come from Texas A&M, I think. I think that's our key. Uh, Ole Miss, we've always had trouble with these fly-by-night, throw-it, 600-yard game quarterbacks, and I think Ole Miss may give us a little trouble. Um, but uh, we've got some weak areas, and that's particularly on our offensive line. 
Uh, we've got uh, Stan and Cohen who's coming back on the left side, uh, but we're only about one deep uh, on our offensive line. The right side of the line is pretty solid. We've got Latham and Corey back on that side, and I think that's pretty good. So we're going to be a right-sided dominant team, I'm pretty sure, with those two big guys. On defense, we're, we're returning seven out of 11 starters, and we're two deep in every position on defense. Do you have a kicker on, this year? We do. We do. do. He's not gonna he's not gonna be as good as the guy that we had, you know, last two years. Alabama's always pitiful when it comes to kickers, but you know, for the last two or three years, that guy actually did a pretty good job. Wide receiver, we were just decimated last year when we played Georgia. Uh, we had no absolutely no deep threat against Georgia um in the or in the championship win. game. Or you uh, win if they don't get hurt. You win if they don't get hurt. I agree. Uh, I, I think that, you know, we played them in the SEC championship. We had one We had one deep threat for the whole game. We had two deep threats for half a game, and it just made a huge difference. And we had no deep threat after the second quarter in the championship game. Well, but we've got three guys that are coming back uh, that's going to take it up. But the fastest guy that Alabama has had on the roster is a kid named Howell, H-A-W-E-L-L. Uh, he is lights out quicker than any receiver that we've ever had. He got tweaked a little bit during the spring game. Uh, we're hoping that he'll be back uh, probably a second or third week uh, starting. But if he's he's got to get a little playing time. But if he gets playing time, he's going to burn them deep if he stays healthy because this guy can flat out fly. All right. Well, I got to bring Merv back in now, the, the champion. Joe. Merv, they're sitting here making excuses as Alabama usually does when they lose. I, I, I assume Georgia had no injuries, did you? you, you I, I, I bet you didn't have that. a single kid that didn't feel good. Not one player was hurt at all, and we had <laughs> three extra punters on there, and everything was just rosy for us. Now, now Merv, let's be honest up well. front. Let's be a little honest up front, Merv. How many, how many uh, tough games did you guys really have in the East, and you didn't have a lot of injuries going into the SEC championship? I mean, we got the hell beat out of us for seven games. We had I to mean, play you guys Arkansas had too. Yeah. Oh, Arkansas. Okay. Hey, Arkansas is good, and uh, Kentucky gave us a gave us fits too. I don't think that's the same caliber as. I LSU. don't know. There's some tough teams. A and M. It just didn't. Auburn was rough. Yeah. Merv, Merv, I have, I've had to live with him all their life. Alabama's never yeah. lost. Alabama never yeah, loses. Like, it's either, it's either the referees. It was the referees, the injuries, <laughs> and the rebuilding year all in combination. I I am proud, though, that you have one championship cup. I am I'm excited about that one championship Thank cup you. that you got. Um, and uh, hopefully – and and all kidding aside, hopefully we can keep the championship in the SEC again this year. Yes, I can't stand I the ACC. I think Clemson's always been overrated. They haven't had a lot of people they had to play. Uh, I know they had to play the chip. I know they had. I, I hear you back over there, but that is the where's the mute button. That is the weakest <laughs> conference in the nation. Is the SEC, and there's no excuse why somebody shouldn't go. Oh. Uh, Twelve and zero in that in that uh, in that conference. Wait a minute! I know a couple of times Clemson outshowed the uh, the Nick Saban, and I think there was another team that had a whole lot more speed on the corners called Ohio State. And you all have always had an excuse 
You are the only team I know that goes to the Dollar General or the Dollar Tree and buys two rolls of toilet paper and a box of Tide and they're ready for game day. Roll, Tide, roll. <laughs> Bologna burger. That's all I got to say. You've always got an excuse when somebody's faster or more, you know, more be better than you are. It's always some reason, like the girl didn't wear the right pearls or the person didn't read the right <laughs> tweed sport coat or the barbecue wasn't hot enough. I don't know. But we're all tired here in Alabama. That's all I got. All right. So <laughs> let's go. Let's go with the uh, with the guy for the national championship a couple of years ago. Our quarterback broke his freaking leg. We had a backup <laughs> guy who had played two games. Are you kidding me? <laughs> We had Chris, no linebackers. The Chris whole linebackers was just totally gone. Chris Bontrager, if, Chris Auburn, if Auburn would have just beat Alabama, then we wouldn't have had to worry with none of this last year. You had them beat was, 10 to nothing. I was fixing to say, I'll take it a step further. If Tank Bigsby would have just let the damn clock run out instead of run out of bounds, <laughs> the game was over. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Oh. That's a bunch of dumbass and shit I, that they do over there. And I have to say this, I, I take offense to the uh, Sports Illustrated magazine that Kenneth just threw up on the screen. I'm still trying to get over that one, too. I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my buildings and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my bills and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most, it works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other builders and sites databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com, book yourself a demo and see if this can help your community have more success. All right, well, let's get All a little right, order. Well, let's get a little order back in it. Let, let's talk about Missouri. So we got Greg Martinette with us. So uh, the great Missouri coach, if y'all remember Gary Pinkle, when Missouri got in the SEC, they made the championship two or three of the first years. And that's actually Greg's brother-in-law. So Greg really knows Mizzou football. So, uh, Greg, are y'all back yet? Uh, no, we're not. And, uh... <laughs> We are in the third year of our uh, new coach, uh, Eli Drinkowitz, uh, from Appalachian State. He looks like a clarinet player. He's a rah-rah guy. He's uh, running around like a madman all the time. The only thing that uh, he can do is recruit so far. And he's got a good young recruiting class. It's looking good next year. It's, uh, it's can he coach him? And so far, we haven't seen that. And our, uh, our best quarterback is a washed up transfer from Mississippi State named Jack Abraham. And he's not even starting. I didn't know that's where he yeah. ended up. Yeah. He uh my inside sources says he's looked the best uh all summer and spring and he but he's not starting a sophomore from uh St. Louis who played a few games last year and got killed. 
is going to start the first game Thursday night against Louisiana Tech. Our best player is our punter, thank God. And uh, <laughs> he, he could make a bid for All-American this year. Um, but uh, as my brother-in-law likes to say, if you're in your third year as a coach and you don't have a quarterback, you got issues. And, uh, and uh, that's for sure. We've, we've got a freshman came in, a four-star from Atlanta, Sam Horn was recruited about by every team on this Zoom call and, and somehow Missouri got him. And uh, and I think he may get to play sooner rather than later. And so we really don't know what's gonna happen. We've, I've seen uh, people suggest we, are, we might go four and eight, which means we would lose to a, uh, a Louisiana Tech or a New Mexico State or an Abilene Christian. Uh, plus all the uh, the games that, that might go either way. But then uh, I think best, uh, um, most optimistic is seven and five, which, uh, you know, gets to a bowl game. It's, it's still not very good, but with a, a lot of young players, a lot of turnover, that, that, that's probably the best we can hope for this year. But our second game, we were 20-point favorites going into Thursday night against uh, – Louisiana Tech at home. Uh, you may remember Louisiana Tech had a three touchdown lead on Mississippi State last year and oh. should beat them. Oh, we remember. And uh, yeah, and uh, uh, they've got their new coach, Texas Tech um, guys over there. So it's going to be a wide open offense. And when you got a young, a lot of young guys on the field, anything can happen there. And so most of us don't think that that's going to be a 20 point game. And then we go straight the following weekend to Kansas State, which um, is a rival, um, not a not University of Kansas rival, but still back uh, from the old Big Eight, Big Twelve days. And there's no time, no day anywhere where an SEC team should be uh, picked to lose to a Kansas State team, and we are. And so that's going to be a big one. We're going to, uh, I mean, really see what what we have there and. You know, they're they're pretty fired up because they've got Nebraska's old quarterback Adrian Martinez that um, is a good player, a lot of talent, but uh, found a way like his coach to figure out a way every weekend to lose a game. So uh, hopefully they, 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 they could have used him last week, especially in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Their quarterback did fine for three quarters. Well, you know, when your brother-in-law was at Missouri, they played for the Big 12 championship, what, two years in a row? And then the first two years yeah. of the SEC. So, I mean, they had four or five years there where they was good as anybody. Well, yeah, they, uh, we played Auburn that first uh, game down there, and it was, I think, going into about halfway through the fourth quarter. Either team could have won. I think it finished up like 58 to, or 53 to 48 or something like that. We lost our best defensive player in the first uh, first hit of the game, first that uh, he had a late hit on the quarterback, or they called it targeting, and it was iffy, and a guy named Shane Ray, and, and we had a chance to win that game and could have gone to the national championship, which as a Missouri fan, you just, you just hope to finish in the middle of the SEC. We just you know, want to beat, beat two or three teams, and, and luckily we've, we've pretty much owned Arkansas and Florida. Well, uh, we, and uh, about goes with Tennessee about every other year that uh, we'll win one of those, I, which is great. I've got a son that went to Tennessee. I've got a son that went to Kansas State and a wife that went to Georgia. And uh, I mean, I got to win at least a couple of those games every year. Yeah, but so, so when you when you beat Florida last year, isn't that when they fired Dan Mullen? I mean, you were uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. Oh, well, he went crazy. Yeah. 
I got one question for you. Can you beat Kentucky? Because I sure hope so. You know, Kentucky's going to be good this year. We've got them at home, and we always do something stupid to lose that game. You Uh, you nearly beat them every year. We made an ass of ourselves down there two years ago um, in a rainstorm, and our team out dancing on the field, pointing at them, and they kicked our ass. And, that again, that was under Barry Odom, who was the coach at that time. Uh, You know, those are the games that that Missouri needs – to win the uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and none of them are a given. And, and uh, Kentucky could be playing in that, just like Alex said, they could be playing uh, that first weekend of December. Oh, y'all are crazy. Things go There's their no way. Well, Kentucky's going to go to the ACC championship. Merv, Merv, if Georgia lets Kentucky beat them, I don't know. I, I, I won't come to the Masters at Merv's. Greg, let me ask you a question. Kentucky's got a fine team. They got a great uh, – <laughs> Great uh, field goal kicker, and <laughs> and the quarterback's not too bad either. Greg, I, I will say to you, thank you for taking Elijah Drinkwitz for away from the mountain. We appreciate that. And uh, second, I'll just go ahead and say your best days ahead of you are when Oklahoma and Texas come back and come into the SEC, and maybe they put a division that is Arkansas, Missouri, Texas in Oklahoma and Arkansas that can figure out a way that expansion is not over and then get you all back into some like-minded uh, fans, yeah. some like-minded region. I think of all the expansion opportunities, if they put a division with, with back to the big eight, the big 12, you all will find your way back relatively easy. I agree. I mean, it's yeah. almost the old Southwest conference with Missouri out there. Yep. And uh, I agree. And we all recruit out of Texas. Most of our recruits come from Texas, but, if I can tell a quick Georgia story real quick, our, uh, our very first SEC game was at home against Georgia. My sister and I, who's married to Coach Pinkle, are down on the field. And the Georgia players start walking out on the field for pregame. My sister started crying. <laughs> she goes, we're going to get killed. And I go, Missy, those are the defensive backs. <laughs> Wait, so, <laughs> and about 10 minutes later, the lineman walked out, and we had to go upstairs. She couldn't take it. Yeah, but you won the and game, it, didn't you? Didn't Missouri win? We, no, we lost that one. But then close. we won at Georgia the next yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. I was at that game, too, and it was uh, I, it was much closer than we expected. It, was, it yeah. went down to the fourth quarter, to like middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on now to, to Missouri's rival, Arkansas. Kay Brotwell's on here. Kay, we couldn't make it all the men. We had to have at least one female voice on here. So Kay's a former newspaper reporter, so she doesn't mind telling it like she sees it. So, Kay, do you think Arkansas's finally got the right coach? Well, I was pleased at Brett Bielema after his first four or five games at Arkansas, and we know that didn't last too long. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like Sam Pittman. He's he's a homeboy. He came back to the to the state and he turned in a good performance last year. I mean, we're going into this season ranked in the top 25 preseason. First time in God almighty, I don't know, since Bill Clinton was governor, I think. <laughs> but um, we've got we are looking at maybe, maybe a 10 and two record. 10 and two. Whoa, that's true. I think wow. Arkansas is good too. When they beat Texas um, last year, I was highly impressed. 
they've got the top ranked offensive line in the SEC. And that's, you know, we have, we always used to depend on the run too much. Last year, we kind of turned that around and, and because with KJ Jefferson, who has got to be one of the most entertaining quarterbacks you'll ever watch in your life. Um, we threw the ball a lot more. He's going to have more time in the backfield to find his receiver. Now, his best one is unfortunately not back this year. You know, we're, we're going to be missing Traylon Burks. But I think as bad as I hate it, I don't think we can beat Alabama. Mostly because even though it's going to be a home game for us, we choke. We choke every <laughs> darn time. You had a beat with Bielema one time. I know it. I know it. But now I tell you, if they ever do beat Alabama, what the fans did to Ole Miss or did to Oxford, Mississippi, the year Ole Miss beat Alabama, won't hold a patch on what Fayetteville will do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you might can beat them. So I, I have to, and not that we want to oh, talk hold much. Hold on, hold on, Chad. Oh, Chad. that ain't happening. Hold, no. hold on, listen, hold on. Let's let the record, there's nobody beating Alabama this season. Let's, can we just stop with that? There's nobody. Nobody beating Alabama, not with Bryce Young, who threw for 360 yards on Georgia, who had 15 draft picks. Out of all. Out of no. all these great Alabama teams, how many's went no. undefeated? He's only went undefeated one time. This year's the next one. This will uh, be our best defensive team in probably yeah. five or six years. Hands that down. Arkansas went toe to toe with them last year in Tuscaloosa. They did. Yeah, they did. And I think Arkansas, them in Texas A&M is going to be our toughest. Arkansas by far has got a great offensive line, and they just control tempo, and that's. You're only going to get so many possessions in a game against those guys, and you've got to be able to score when you've got it. And uh, I think Arkansas is very good. They're good on defense, too. Okay. Well, hey, if you I, ever want to get rid of Sam Pittman, send him back to Georgia. We'll take him back in a heart. Oh, I mean, he's done an incredible <laughs> – what were they, two and ten before he got there? Um, Kay, I hate, to talk, I hate to talk basketball, but – I hate to talk basketball, but I know how fond you are of John Calipari. So I wondered if you had any opinion on this latest controversy that he's offended the whole Kentucky football program by, you know, bad-mouthing them. Banner of comment on John Calipari. And <laughs> I'm not going to change that today. Um, I will just say that I don't think the, the biggest concern I have about Kentucky football is that one of those idiots will wind up just killing him and having done with it. And then with y'all, with Kentucky's luck, it'll be one of their top players and he'll be in jail for the rest of the season. Well, uh, yeah, they wonder they didn't put the coach in. All right, well, let's move on to Ole Miss. We got Shane Hooper here. So Shane used to serve on the Mississippi College Board, which means he has to root for Mississippi State and Ole Miss both, to be honest. So he, he can't be as Ole Miss as some 
as some would like. Uh, so Shane, why don't you tell us, uh, what are they, the rebels or the land shark? How, how good are the, are they the sharks still, or did they change their name again? How, how good are they going to be this year? They're the bears. The bears. <laughs> All I can tell you to do is, all I can tell you to do is come to the Grove, enjoy yourself, have an adult beverage, get on the lane train and ride to another great season. I think we'll end up about eight and four. I think we'll take a step back from a 10 and 10 and two year. Uh, and that's only because of the quarterback play to Alex. I think Alex here is going to be the difference in the game between Kentucky and uh, Ole Miss. It depends on by uh, game number four if Ole Miss has found a quarterback or not. You know what they say, when you got two, you don't have one. So if, if Ole Miss can find their quarterback in the first four, within the first four games, I think it's going to be trouble for, for Kentucky uh, in, 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 in the Grove this, uh, on that fifth game. I think that um, I think they'll go on from Kentucky and win uh, against Vanderbilt, and then I think they'll have about four losses there. I think there's a loss there with Auburn, Texas A&M, Alabama, and Arkansas. Arkansas, like the lady talked about earlier, there's just there's it's just a strong team. Plus, there's nothing really for Ole Miss to get up on to play Arkansas. I think it's just a lay their game. Um, I think that um, there's a possibility there with Alabama, but I will agree with Kenneth. I don't see anybody beating Alabama this year. But like Craig said, uh, Alabama has trouble with those fly-by-night quarterbacks that come in and throw for a whole bunch of yardage. So it's possible there. Texas A&M, I think, will come back this year against Ole Miss and probably beat Ole Miss this year uh, just because Ole Miss was able to go there last year and win. Uh, as far as Auburn is concerned, um, I think that Lane will win one that maybe he shouldn't. So I'm going to give him a win against Auburn in a, in, in a close one, uh, which will probably take him to about nine and three. Nine and, and three. Oh, well, way, I mean, if they fall oh, up with Sugar way, Bowl with nine and three, they'll be happy. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, oh, by the way, Chad, I'm going to give you an out-of-the-box prediction. Here's what's going to happen to Mississippi State this year. They will lose to Ole Miss for the third time in a row. It's, 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 un, it, it's, it's not normal for one of these teams to beat uh, the other one three years in a row. But here's my prediction. That, 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 that what do you call it, that leech uh, that leech way that he does that offense. I don't see that working this year. I see that falling apart. And I think that they get beat by Ole Miss and you'll have a coach next year. Well, I think if we change coaches, it'll be Dan Mullen. I think we'll bring Dan <laughs> Mullen back. He didn't have a problem. I saw him. He didn't have a problem beating Ole Miss. <laughs> exactly. So I think I saw him doing a, uh, a no-name game uh, on ESPN the other day, and I thought about Dan Mullen in Mississippi State. But that's my out-of-the-box prediction because anytime one school is doing well and the other one's not doing well, uh, you're going to end up with a coaching change. And I think this is the year that Mississippi State comes up with a coaching change because they lose to Ole Miss for the third time in the year. And what do they call it? Uh, the air raid offense. Uh -huh. Hadn't heard air raid since the last time I turned off CNN and stopped watching Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go here. It comes Saturday and Thanksgiving night. I'll tell you that. So I do have to ask you before we move on. Could you, when you own the Mississippi College Board, could you ever imagine Mississippi State and Ole Miss winning the College Baseball World Series two years in a row? Well, it's one thing I have to do is I have to give Mark Keenum credit. He spent about thirty-five million dollars. Tim, was it twenty-five million or thirty-five million? I think it was about thirty-five million dollars 
on that stadium. Uh, and I was president when he asked for that money. And we all thought he was crazy, but uh, I had a great relationship with Mark Keenum, respect the heck out of him. Uh, he spent that $35 million. So the first thing I did when they won that national championship was pick up the phone and tell him congratulations because he saw the vision before everybody else did. Uh, it is extremely difficult to believe that Ole Miss came uh, right after Mississippi State and won a national championship. That was hard to believe, but, um, but, but it's good to see both baseball programs doing well. One other thing I wanted to clear up too, they say Kentucky is a basketball school. Ah, that's kind of like saying Tennessee is a, is a baseball school. Last time I looked at both of them, uh, they weren't living up to either name. I mean, Kentucky, they lose to St. Peter's. Last year, they didn't even make a tournament, did they? I don't think they made a tournament. They lost to St. Peter's. You know, he might want to keep and, his mouth shut and go watch the football team and learn something from them and go in there and coach the basketball have you team. All, have you all <laughs> lost your damn minds? Have you seen the recruiting class we have next year coming in? You we, say that every year. Every we, year. Are likely, <laughs> we are likely to win the national championship back-to-back. Oh, but, oh yeah, because you'll keep them more than a year. All right. Well, let, let, what, let's... In horse, what in horseshoes and a grenade throwing? Because, I mean, that way you got lucky either way you got it. I mean, come on. Now, you all, all know that the NCAA basketball tournament is a crapshoot, and the best team never, ever wins. I mean, Kentucky couldn't handle St. Peter's. St. Peter's. St. Peter's, what he just said. Come Did on. Did Purdue handle yeah. St. Peter's? Alex, Purdue. Oh, I thought Purdue, they, they like football too. All right, let's move on to Dennis Jarvis. So Dennis is Appalachian State fan. They play North Carolina. Is it Thursday night Who? or Friday night? North we, Carolina uh, we, did not look good against their Florida A&M warm-up. So I think you I can know, beat them, no. Dennis. No, I do too. I think, you know, that line moved to even. And I, I just want to note for the record, there's, I'm one of only few things on this. I'm the only one with a golf shirt on supporting the team. The only one who's got a uh, their virtual mat back there with their team. Oh, I stand corrected. Greg's got his shirt on. But, you know, I'm the only member from the G5 here. Uh, you know, you want to talk about shifting sands of college football and you want to talk about the hourglass of the unknown. The Sun Belt is the premier conference out of the G5. Added four teams in the offseason. We've got two teams. We've got two divisions in East and West. We're breaking that footprint of saying that you got to have somebody from the left coast in with teams from the East Coast. Uh, we have regional rivalries. We have fan-worthy, fan-able road games in our conference. And I feel Appalachian State, but it's going to be a toss-up between Appalachian State and Coastal from the East. And, uh, you know, we got a juggernaut for the University of Louisiana, Lafayette, even post Billy Napier. Uh, the Raging Cajuns will be top in uh, the Western Division. Uh, you have to look at that. Appalachian has got a uh, quarterback back in Chase Bryce. Uh, we've got a triple-headed stable at running back with uh, uh, Nate Noel, Cameron Peoples, and Datrick Carrington. Uh, we've got a solid defensive line back. And, and one thing that makes us more a, a little more noteworthy is uh, our head coach is one and uh, is, is come up through the ranks. He was a, a walk-on with Scott Satterfield. He was offensive lineman. He hails from uh, Charleston, West Virginia. His name's Sean Clark. He's true blue, tried and tested. He's a good mountaineer. And, uh, you know, we, I, I hope we're going to come down to the college station and shock the world in week three, week two, rather, we're going to come to College Station and usurp those uh, Aggies and, and show everybody that the Southeast has more teams in it uh, than just this also runs that we always talk about from the East and West of that prolific uh, special so, ed conference. So, so, so you're overlooking North Carolina straight for oh, Texas? I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not overlooking North Carolina. It'll be a tight <laughs> game for a half. 
uh, our fans will, our fans uh, uh, and the libations rolling through the stadium will uh, make Mac Brown wish he was back uh, down at the bottom of Chapel Hills instead of standing on the top of Chapel Hill. Uh, he's going to be so pissed off Sunday morning, he won't even go to Chapel if he's in uh, Watauga County or back in uh, uh, Cabarrus. He wouldn't know the damn difference between up and down after Sean Clark. Uh, uh, North Carolina's defense did not look good Saturday. No. Florida and AM no. moved the ball on them left and right. So, I mean, App, App State should be able to move the ball on. But I hey, just Dennis. want I, I just, but real quick, I just want to tell all these fans out there in this there's more to life than the SEC. Yeah. Now, Dennis, now, what now. I was going to say. Hey, your president needs to get you guys in the ACC. You'd be thirteen and one every year. Oh, and the ace. Oh, come on. You know, I'm not. You know, you know. I will say. To no, I'm you, serious. I well, mean, you, you guys can beat the top. You can beat the Virginia ACC Tech now. You can beat Duke. Yes. If you I beat Duke, so only one. You all are falling right. asleep on. Hey, you all are falling asleep on the ACC this year. The ACC is more than just Clemson. <laughs> Wait I, see, think guys. I think Miami's good. I think Miami, Miami too. I think yeah. Miami's up and comer. I think, uh, quite honestly, Virginia Tech will be back in the mix. Not a perennial power. They're two years away from that. Uh, you you got to look at the purge that's went on in uh, for coaches in the ACC, and uh, the expansion. This expansion talk. You know, there's some things next year we'll be talking about. There's going to be more expansion. There's going to be a, a legislation come federally on governing NIL. And there's going to be a place at the table for the G5. And uh, I, you all wait and see. I'm a little guy. I'm from little nowhere, West Virginia. Uh, I worked in little nowhere, North Carolina. And all this talk about all these blue bloods and so, so also rants. You Cincinnati came to the show last year, got the ball down in the, the red zone, couldn't put it up. But the fighting Luke Fickles from Cincinnati are still good this year. Don't well, they play Arkansas Saturday. Uh, uh, they do. Arkansas, Cincinnati play Saturday. And, and, you know, it's real quickly, the Sun Belt has the best non-conference winning record of any any conference in all of college football in the last five years. When Southern Miss has gone to the Sun Belt, I think that'll be good for Southern Miss. Yep. They're going to get oh, to play. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Executive Search Spotlight. This week, we're going to look at Garrett County, Maryland, who is looking for a community development director. This is a county position going to pay up to $110,000, so very well paying for this area of the country. For those of you who are not familiar with Garrett County, it is located just about 30 to 45 minutes away from Morgantown, West Virginia, about two hours from Pittsburgh, as well as two hours from the D.C., Baltimore metro area. And this area is beaming with quality of life. There is beautiful lakes, hiking trails, there's skiing in the winter, just a gorgeous area of the country. If you would like more information about this county position, please visit thenextmovegroup.com backslash Garrett County. We hope you apply. All right. Well, as we wind down, and then we're going to ask you all uh, kind of what do you think your top bets for the season are and who you predict to win the national titles. But let's get Tim Weston in here. So uh, he's going to preview the Vanderbilt Commodores, who had a huge win Saturday night. It's been bad if they were already 0-1. And, and he's going to help me preview Mississippi State because he's kind of a double fan. But, uh, Tim, let's start with Vanderbilt. Yeah. So, Chad, I just – um we're looking forward to it. You know, Vanderbilt is a perennial top five. I think they're the number one team in the country. We're already kind of getting psyched up and ready for Omaha. So, uh, <laughs> about um, it, I mean, it, it's what we all, as Vanderbilt fans, look forward to. 
every year, Omaha. We 24-7, 12 months out of the year, we're about Vanderbilt baseball, anchored down. All right. So, uh, yeah, we are excited about 63 to 10. Uh, you know, Vanderbilt hadn't had a winning season. They had five winning seasons, I guess. Yeah, four winning seasons since 1959. So, um, this year, I think the 63 to 10, we'll take 63 to 10 against Hawaii or anybody else to kick the season off. Um, you know, we'll end up, I think we'll end up winning three to four games. Five would be big. I think we will um, we'll beat three of the non-conference teams. Uh, of course, Hawaii being one of those. And uh, no upset to Greg, but I, I think going into Missouri, Vanderbilt will have lost 24 straight SEC games. And I think we've got probably one of our better opportunities to beat Missouri this year to end that streak. If not, then it'll run through until next year and we'll be close to 30 straight SEC losses. So, uh, look, Vanderbilt's going to be better than they were last year. They were probably as bad as an SEC football team could be last year. Started off the season with a blowout loss to East Tennessee. Not Tennessee, East Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, but they've got, you know, new coach, the other Notre Dame coach that came to the South, um, and I, they're going to be better. Uh, they're still not going to be back to, say, James Franklin 2008. Um, but they're going to be a better football team this year. They got a strong defense. They'll have a, they've got close to an SEC kind of defense, middle of the pack, late of the pack defense. The offensive line last year was horrible. Can't really tell much from Hawaii, but you know, that's going to be their problem. They're going to get run over against the good SEC schools, pushed around on the offensive line. And I don't care what kind of quarterback you got. If he's laying on his back, he's not going to throw the ball. Throw the football uh, very well. So. I, I, I remember a few years ago they beat the, the mighty Vols two or three times in a row there uh, in, in Neyland Stadium. Yeah, two thousand what two thousand eighteen beat them. I guess two out of three years. So yeah, uh, that's right, big big year. All right, well let's transition hey, yeah. to Mississippi State. Uh, hey, and uh huh. Before you get there, uh, you know, I think Vanderbilt's got a chance to go four and zero because Wake Forest Sam Hartman's out. In that game, they don't think he's going to be back. So, you know, that's a that there there you go with that chance without Hartman. Well, yeah, they, they'll, they'll, uh, hey, they'll give the coach a pay raise if he starts four and zero, carrying down the streets of Vanderbilt. Hey, the y'all got a quarterback that y'all signed this year in this class. He's from right here uh, across the river from us, Walter Taylor. Uh, he's right here in Jackson. All right, well, let's yeah. move on to Mississippi State, and Tim can help me preview it because he's a season ticket holder of the Bulldogs, even though he's a, a Vanderbilt graduate. So we should be very, very good this season. Mike Leach is usually really good when he's got a third-year starter, and Will Rogers is our third-year starter. He might be a sleeper Heisman candidate uh, uh, as many times as we're going to throw the ball. He's liable to pass for 6,000 yards. So we got 78% of our returning production is back. Nine offensive starters. The only problem is we lost our left tackle. Charles Cross, first-round draft pick. So it's hard to lose your left tackle as a first-round pick. But we return in nine offensive starters and eight defensive starters. Uh, our kicker was terrible last year. We'd have won two more ball games if we had a kicker. 
Matter of fact, Tim and I went to watch us play LSU. We'd have beat them if we'd have had a kicker. We still don't have a kicker. So maybe they can come up with something. We start with Memphis, and then we go to Arizona. You know, you could lose one of those. We better start 2-0. and Unfortunately, they gave us Georgia and Alabama both this year which ain't good, but uh, I think we can beat Auburn. I think we can beat Arkansas. If you just watch Mike Leach when he's got a quarterback in his third year, they're usually good. We got the Egg Bowl again on Thanksgiving, which I hate because it runs Thanksgiving. I know it's good for TV, but uh, it runs Thanksgiving. It's in Oxford this year. I think we'll beat them. Uh, 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 Shane, I know he disagrees, but, I mean, we're going to score 40 points in the ball game, and I'm not sure that Ole Miss has a quarterback that can score 40 points. So I think this will be – our season to do it. So, Tim, would you agree with my assessment, or are you more pessimistic? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not really figured out Mike Leach and the air raid and, you know, whether you can really do that in the SEC when you got defensive linemen that are fast and physical and big as, as, as today's SEC linemen are. To me, the whole season wraps up with three games, and that's Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. You win two out of the three or three out of the three, and you you're in – as good a position as you could be in. And I think, I think they will win two out of those three games. And I think they'll beat Kentucky and I think they'll beat Ole Miss. I do too. And you all, if you turn the game on Saturday, you might notice Mississippi state's doing something different in the stadium. Tim, I don't know of any other place that have done it. Do, do, do you know much about it? They have created a portion in the stadium to where you bring your own tailgate in and you're in the stadium. You're not, I mean, you bring in your own cooler at all. Uh, have you checked that out, Tim? Yeah, I've actually been in the stadium. So, basically, I, to me, it's a little bit of bringing Duty Noble to the football stadium, kind of that same feel and flair. We'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, it was up in – I wish they'd have put it a little – made it a little better seating. You know, it's down, you know, 20, 30-yard line and kind of area. Uh, I wish they put it on that high bowl, you know, 40, 50-yard line. But um, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that works out and what that looks like. All right. Well, get tickets for that section when I come. Yeah, you would enjoy it, Merv. It's your kind oh, of place. Yeah. It's your yeah. We'll, we'll, some of my friends from Pontotoc, I'm sure, will be there. Yeah, we'll we'll get you up there for sure. All right. Well, as we wind it down, what is everybody's best bet for this season? To me, it's Mississippi State over seven and a half wins. Uh, Mississippi State will probably win nine. Unless we happen to lose at Memphis or Arizona, as long as Will Rogers stays healthy, we'll beat Kentucky, we'll beat Arkansas, we'll beat Ole Miss, and so uh, I feel really good about it. So, uh, some some other folks chime in. What do y'all think y'all's best bet for the season? I think Georgia be eleven and one. We'll stub our toes somewhere. I'm not sure. It's probably in that long stretch. Starkville, Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, somewhere along that way. Murph, we into Atlanta. Murph, two two years ago, we came to Georgia with half a team out with COVID and played y'all well. So I think Mike Leach's yeah. air raid will play well against Georgia. It's, it's, a lot of Georgia folks are scared of Starkville. This they got that one circled. The SEC only has one team in the Final Four. Two come from the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 will show up and bring uh, uh, USC back or Utah. So. Two from the Big Ten. Ohio, Ohio State and Michigan will be in the Final Four along with Utah and one SEC team. All right, we will not be Alabama, won't be Alabama either. All right, January we're gonna come back to that comment. Uh, what what are the best bets? Oh, so you might want to go. You might want to go make a bet on Alabama not to make the Final Four playoffs. You probably get some really good odds on that. Probably will, and I'll buy you a nice uh, two fingers of uh, whatever good Kentucky libation you want with now the two. We are it's going to happen. 
for those of you all that have FanDuel, this this line is only available at FanDuel Sportsbooks, but you can get over Kentucky seven and a half wins at minus 125. Now they've got uh, Miami of Ohio, Youngstown, Northern Illinois. Uh, those are three automatic wins. Then you look in, you've got South Carolina and Vandy. Those should be five. Three of the last four years, we've had at least eight wins. Two of those, we've had 10 years. This is a vast misprice. Uh, Mississippi State hadn't won in Kentucky since uh, back when Chad actually won bragging rights, which is 20 or 30 years ago. I mean, this is uh, – I don't – other than the 60-yard field goal that night, Dan Mullen never lost there. One night, you had a kid kick the 60-yard field goal, and Alex was so convinced they weren't going to win, we already left the game. We was at a bar watching Austin McGinnis make that 53-yard field goal. 60-yard field goal right down the middle, a college kicker. Kentucky will not win more than seven and a half. You won't beat Tennessee. Well, take the under. You can get you can get you can go to other sports books and get plus money at under eight wins. Chad. Put your money where your mouth is. You would have to beat Tennessee to, to make that happen. Chad, I would say this, jumping on Dennis's comment. I, you know, SEC's dominated national championship, but there have been times that we've got to recognize it's been a pretty heavy top laden conference. I, I really think this year, bottom to top. It's probably as good as the SEC's been in maybe 10 years, bottom to top, all the way through, I think. Um, the SEC is is really strong. But on the backs of teams like Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Kentucky, teams that are perennial middle players, I, I think the SEC top to bottom is really strong this year in football. All right, well, let's hear you know, about national. Oh, go ahead. Tim, Tim, the only thing that I that I always say when people talk about, you know, the SEC being Alabama heavy at the top is I remind them that, like you were talking about, you got all these teams that make playing in the SEC difficult week in and week out. You can get beat by Mississippi State. You can get beat by Ole Miss. You can get beat by Auburn. There's a whole lot of teams in there. What other conference do you have that problem? Who are you going to play in the ACC? Who are you going to play? I mean, what, what, who – who, you know, who, 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 who's the big dog in the ACC other than, you know, one team? Who, who is, I mean, wh what's it like playing in some of these other conferences? But, Chad, hey, you know, I love you, brother, but here's wait my pick. Mississippi State goes five and seven and leeches out. He'll be out if we go five and seven. And we'll have, and you'll, you'll hear Dan Mullen being announced as the next head coach of Mississippi State in January. Uh, all right, All right, let's shock you with a little Alabama prediction here, huh? Yeah, go ahead. All right, Alabama's got to beat A&M. If we don't beat AMM, we're not in the SEC championship. And if A&M makes it and Alabama goes 11-1 and one and Georgia has two losses, Alabama makes it to the playoffs. So Alabama-Texas A&M combo or Texas A&M-Georgia undefeated combo uh, with Ohio State and USC. All right, uh, Chris, what's your prediction, national champion? Uh, I'm going to stay out of this one, but I would like to point out that um, just, just to let the Auburn out in me a little bit. Um, like I said, we have low expectations every season, but I would like to point out the two quarterbacks that had Alabama on the ropes and one of them actually beat them. The other one uh, went four overtimes or both on the, in the same quarterback room this year. So um, we'll see, you know, that, uh, I'll, you know, no matter how bad the season is, we uh, we can always pull something out at that last game in November. So uh, I I would be nothing but joyed to ruin their season for them. Uh, that, that's Auburn season every year. All right, Alex, who do you think is going to win the national championship? Uh, Alabama. Dennis. 
national championship. National, national champion. Champ- National champion will be the Ohio State Buckeyes versus the Utah Utes. The Utah Utes. So you think they're going to beat yeah. Florida Saturday night? You've been talking I about do. how good Florida is. I do too. Florida, Florida will, Florida will be, Florida will make a bowl game this year. They'll be back to their 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 tier where they think they should be by year three. But this team, uh, Utah, is pretty special to watch, and uh, uh, they're not. Their coach doesn't let them uh, miss the ball. Uh, doesn't let them fall down and fumble, and uh, I. I, so he, I don't he's know. not. He's not in Nebraska, in other words. No, he's not in Nebraska. No, he's not. Right. He's not New Mexico State or some other teams that were afford the aforementioned. But uh, it's pretty interesting. I'd like to see college get shook up. College football needs a shakeup, and that would be, you know, they can't have any stimulants in Utah, be it caffeine or libations. So. Um, <laughs> We need to get some Sanka out there some way and get this stirred up somehow this year. So, all right, Shane, who's your national title pick? Bad as I hate to admit it, Alabama. Tim Weston. Roll Tide. Kenneth. All right, first off, Florida, nothing. <laughs> Napier ain't the answer there. USC, their defense is terrible, awful. They're they're not the answer there. Uh, Clemson's got to go to Notre Dame in November. They win that. They'll be back in the playoff, but it won't matter because Alabama's just too good this year. All right, Greg? Yeah, I got Bama too, but watch USC in the coming years. And Murph? Back to power. We'll end with the Georgia man and see if he's going to pick them again this year. I hate to to say it. Uh, It looks like Bama's got it this year. We'll see. You're picking Bama to beat Georgia? No, I don't know. Georgia being oh. probably be Kentucky in the in the uh, in the championship game in Atlanta. Well, I, I see that uh-huh. Alex has talked you into Kentucky. So uh, yeah, Alex Merv just Denver wants a free Vanderbilt. trip to Keeneland. Yeah. <laughs> now I've gotten scared of, of uh, going to Commonwealth Kroger Field, whatever it is up there, and start will back to back. So. Yeah, one of us might one of us might clip you. All right. Well, I guess I'll have the oh. last word then. Since Merv didn't do it, I'm gonna pick Georgia to win the national championship. Oh. Uh, in the East, they I mean they they nobody can stop them. I mean they're gonna go. They'll be in the playoff even if they don't make the even if they don't win the ACC championship game. And uh, I think that the way that they beat Alabama up and that they're finally not scared of them. They're fine. If you watch Auburn, doesn't see once you beat Alabama once, you can beat them every year. Auburn beats them a lot. Clemson beats them a lot. Well, now Georgia mm-hmm. thinks they can beat. Them. So I think Georgia will win the national championship. All right, I, I like that prediction. All right, well, thank y'all so much. Uh, we will come back and see which one of us. Am I the only Georgia? Good. I I I got the feel. So uh, we'll come back in January and see which one of us got it right. Thank you so much. <laughs>